Hi, my name is uh, Alexander Sunder. I'm the co-founder of Hexi.me, and you're listening to App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemper. This is the podcast where we go and find the most interesting people from around the world, and uh, whether they are apppreneurs, entrepreneurs, or just uh, awesome people. And I want to actually introduce today's guest, who is one of those awesome people. Uh, he is actually a winner of one of our giveaways as well, which is quite a coincidence, but that's another story. Uh, his name is uh, Ali Rushton Tarek, or Ali Tarek, and he is the lead prototyper at Manulife. Now, the way I've uh, discovered Ali is that uh, I found this uh, brilliant post on medium i'll put this on the the show notes it's episode 240 if you go to the appguy.co and uh he is one of the top product hunters as well so we can talk a little bit about uh, his involvement in product hunt and also uh, what he does with innovation you can find out more as well by just going to artaric.com and again full notes will be on the show notes uh, episode 240 so ali i have to say it's a warm welcome to you on the app guy podcast Thanks for uh, having me on the uh, podcast, Paul. It's flattering to be considered one of the most interesting people around the world to be to be interviewing. <laughs> but uh, happy to be here, nonetheless. But, I know. Sorry for setting you up like that, but uh, no, I, I did have to say that. Uh, you, first of all, you are um, exceptionally, you know, active on. Uh, product hunt you have 396 upvoted uh, products you've submitted 36 what what's so appealing about product hunt for you um well i got to know about product hunt very early on because i was um a staunch reader of uh, ryan hoover who's the founder of product hunt um he had written you know a whole lot of great articles and great blog posts, guest blog posts about, you know, um, products and, and product design and just entrepreneurship in general. And I had been following him for, I, I would say, um, almost a year prior to him founding Product Hunt. So when he announced that, um, you know, he, he was, you know, releasing the Product Hunt project, um, I was obviously very interested, very excited about it. Um, and, um, you know, I was one of those uh, early early adopters, I guess you could say. Um, I was lurking on Product Hunt for the longest time before I ended up um, signing up. And to this day, I'm not quite sure what caused me to sign up so late. I'm, I think I'm around um, uh, the 4,000th user, registered user of Product Hunt. Um, oh, Ali, you could have got in there in like the first few hundred, I bet. Probably, probably. I think so. I, I'm, I'm, I still remember that first post that he, you know, he published where he kind of uh, announced it. So I could have like registered in that very first day and got in the first 20 perhaps. I uh, know, Ali, you'll be kicking yourself when uh, number one through to 100 sells for, you know, thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was the same with Twitter as well. I was pretty early on in Twitter and I neglected to... Um, you know, end up uh, getting my name. But uh, so, I mean, for, for the Appster tribe listening to this right now, it's very important because Product Hunt is a great source of very engaged uh, traffic. And um, it, I know that we've spoken to previous app entrepreneurs who said they get enormous amounts of uh, downloads 
when they appear on the top of Product Hunt. Uh, why do you think it is so active and the traffic is so much better than, you know, perhaps the, the big news sources where you get, like, you know, this, this lo- a lot of traffic, but it's, it's not that um, engaged? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's, um, you know, a multi-pronged, multifaceted answer. But the crux of it is really Ryan. Um, and I think uh, perhaps more than anyone else in the industry, Ryan really knows how to put together a really strong community. Uh, and when he was building Product Hunt, he, he approached it from a very community-centric point of view. Uh, through his writings, he had already built, a, you know, a, a legion of followers and admirers and people who just, um, you know, liked him. Um, so when he when he built Product Hunt, the the aspect of the community was was I, I would say I would argue would probably have been um, the the most important thing for him. Um, and so now uh, there is a extremely lively community that not only involves you know people who love products and people who love hunting for products and sharing them but it also is a really good um, you know sounding board for the the founders and the makers uh, and, and it just celebrates people who love building things and sharing them with um, with communities uh, so it, it it really brings that full spectrum together right so you have makers on one side and you have the the lovers of products on the other side, and there are just a lot of different elements of what it takes to, you know, have an engagement community working in, in tandem, um, and you know, people are the makers themselves are able to get, um, you know, early adopters right out right out the door, and they're able to get feedback directly from the people who are using their products, um, which is in stark contrast to other types of you know publications out there that were traditionally used to announce uh, products and startups, for instance, TechCrunch, right? Whereas it's just a, a publication. Um, in this case, in Products Hunt's case, it's more of a platform of engagement. Yeah, I almost have to say, the top of your uh, current list of products is Loose Leaf, which is a previous guest on the show. And uh, uh, I mean, for the listeners, again, a lot, lots of us are app developers we have created these apps we want the best launch as well as we, we want an early uh, beta test as well and uh, have you got any uh, guidance on what we should be doing to get the most out of product hunt as a creator of uh, an app uh yeah so about loose leaf um i actually learned about that from your podcast and i thought it was such a cool app that i had to i had to put it in there um, I was impressed by uh, Adam Wolf's um, just approach to that product, and it, it, so it's. For so, me, so, Ali, what you're saying is the first call is to get on the show. <laughs> that's that's absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. That's good. That's tick number one. What was next? <laughs> so, um, and one of the reasons why I wanted to post uh, loose leaf on Product Hunt, and I think this is a good reflection of how product hunt can and should be used, perhaps. I don't want to say how it should be used. There probably are a bunch of ways in, in which you could use it. But one definitely effective way to use it is, is this. Um, so 
the reason why I wanted to post that is uh, one, I really thought the product that Adam had built was super cool and one that would be appreciated by a lot of people out there who are you know currently going through product hunt. Um, and secondly, I was really uh, impressed by Adam's personal story. So yeah, about how I learned on your podcast that you know it took him two years to build this thing and um, and you know he went through the, the 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 regular and familiar process to any maker out there of like self doubt and challenges and overcoming the challenges, the highs and the lows, um, and he really poured his soul into it. And so I felt posting loose leaf onto Product Hunt would be a good way to celebrate not just a great awesome product, but also uh, to celebrate, you know, like a, a admirable maker as well. So I wanted to give him that, that showcase and that platform to do it. And now I had never spoken to Adam before. I just felt like it would have, it would be a nice thing to do. And, and I have to say, hat off to you. In, 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 you know, when you're creating the uh, apps and you spend a lot of time on it, it's just so welcoming to get someone who potentially is a supporter and can help you out. So why is it better for someone like yourself to post it rather than just getting, you know, average Joe blogs on the street to, to post it? Is it something to do with uh, your followers? Um, so it's interesting. I never actually, um, you know, thought much about how much of a clout uh, I have on Product Hunt. And at, at the moment, I, I still feel like I don't have that kind of a clout. So if you look at my followers, I have, I think, a little bit more than 100. Whereas, um, you know, I've come across so many people on Product Hunt who have followers, you know, like upwards of 500, 600. So... I mean, relative to that, um, it's hard for me to to say, you know, I bring with me a uh, a following. Um, that said, whenever I do post something, I do put, you know, a little bit more than effort into it. So, so I have a lot of people who um, who message me uh, asking me whether I could showcase them on Product Hunt. And, um, and, and just over my experience of, you know, adding products onto Product Hunt and talking about them, I sort of give them some, you know, some tips about, you know, what's the, what could be like good times to post on Product Hunt, what, should, what they should be wary of, what, can, what they can expect. Um, because sometimes um, the traffic from Product Hunt can really hose someone's product or website, and and a lot of people don't expect that. So I, that's one of the things I, I make sure to tell them, and you know they should have their infrastructure ready for that type of a sudden surge in traffic. Um, but so so I I really put in a little effort in uh, making sure that. The, the maker or the, or the startup founders are ready to have their product shared um, and, um, and they're willing to take part in conversations on Product Hunt with you know, their potential early adopters. Yeah, I think that's vitally important because when I look for products on Product Hunt, I do want to see the founder on there you know, asking or responding to questions and uh, being very active and so yeah you want to make sure first of all they're around on the day that you post and uh, I guess that's really good guidance for anyone who's thinking about uh, 
trying it out for their own uh, creative projects, their own apps. Um, yeah, Ali, I also have to say, you know, moving on from Product Hunt, it's obviously a great resource, but uh, you are the first of 240 people that I've interviewed that is uh, has the title Prototyper. <laughs> and I've never, in fact, I don't even think I've come across a lead prototyper. What, what do you actually do as a lead prototyper? Yeah, it is an unconventional title. And uh, I think it's, it's kind of a reflection of job titles I've had over my career, really. Um, um, I don't really fall very cleanly into any type of a product role or uh, anything that could be, you know, described by a single job title. But in this case in particular, um, uh, maybe, maybe perhaps I can start off by giving you a little background info on where I work and that might... Um, yeah, please. Yeah. So, uh, the Manulife Red Lab, Red, which stands for the Research, Exploration and Development Lab, um, is an innovation lab that was opened up just over a year ago here in Waterloo, Canada, um, where... Um, you know, basically, the, 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 it, it consists of a small, high-performing team that is mostly coming from a, a tech background. Um, and our mandate is basically to, um, to, do, to design and, and build and think about how to use emerging technologies to solve you know, everyday problems in the financial services and insurance space. Um, so... Manulife itself is a, you know, it's a, it's a large uh, uh, insurance and financial services company. It's, it's, it's a global company um, and, um, you know, it, it very much acts like a traditional large corporation in that it's very good at, you know, its, its core products and its core business lines, yet because of that, um, they may not have the best vantage point to look at, um, you, you know, secondary forms of uh, business opportunities out there, um, simply because they've they've got their resources tied up in their you know in their core competencies, so they decided to uh, build and establish this lab, this this prototyping and innovation lab that is operating outside of the confines of Manulife. So we don't actually work within the, you know, the regular office. We exist separately as a separate entity, if you will. Um, we still have reporting lines into Manulife, but we work autonomously um, to, to identify opportunities within the financial services space um, that can be solved using emerging technologies. So, Ali, this is gutting for me because uh, I left my very high-paying financial job because of the, I guess, the emerging bureaucracy and uh, the lack of, you know, entrepreneurial spirit within, the, uh, you know, the structures. And uh, it was the 20th largest um, asset management company in the world I used to work for. I would have loved uh, a little uh, lab where you uh, don't have to then report to corporate and just do, you know, your own thing, almost like a startup. And I can imagine that anybody listening to this now who's in finance is going to be going to their boss saying, hey, we need to, you know, set up a lab because I feel like, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of companies who are missing out because they just don't have that startup, that entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, and this is the way maybe they can try and do it. Uh, it's either through this uh, setup like you're working for or uh, incubators, which a lot of finance companies are starting to uh, promote a lot more. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. Um 
In fact, when, when I started here, one of the reasons why I started was because it was going to give me that opportunity to work um, in a startup-like environment, but have the resources of a large corporation. And it's, and it's, it's a great feeling because it, it sort of, uh, you know, releases you and, and allows you to, to just channel your creative energies to work on, you know, cool solutions and technologies. And, and, and on your point about um, financial companies now actually having more of an appetite for, you know, incubator type of models, you're absolutely right. We're seeing this across the, the industry. And, um, and I think it's an exciting time to be in financial services because it is one of those spaces that has traditionally been very slow and not very innovative. And whenever they do get innovative, people start, you know, talking about getting regulations into the, into the industry. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but, uh, but it is exciting. It's an exciting time for, for financial services, for fintech in general. Um, and, uh, and I think we're going to, you know, see more and more um, of, of this type of appetite. I mean, in fact, one of the, one of the biggest, um, you know, happenings of last year in, in fintech or in the financial services space was Capital One buying out Adaptive Path. Uh, which, which is, you know, like uh, a, a large, um, y you know, um, uh, which is a large, I, I, was, I should say, front runner in the design space. Um, and, you know, that sent a signal to all these other financial institutions in the industry that there's this bank here that is taking user experience and, and design very seriously. And has brought in this world, you know, world-class talent into their ranks in order to infuse that kind of culture and that kind of perspective into their products going forward. And I think that's exciting. Yeah, if you think about all the industries that have been disrupted by technology and apps in particular, uh, that it's not surprising that finance must be, you know, quaking in, the, in their boots in a way because... The likes of Kickstarter raising billions, you know, from its uh, processes and 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 almost uh, be, being separate from the the old fashioned way of raising money and capital, and uh, obviously all the the venture capital companies and uh, angels starting up and collecting collectively, uh, put, putting money together, and yeah, it's just a really exciting time for finance. And I just wonder where the biggest threat is to you know, the traditional insurance, I'm, I'm guessing that, in, you know, you can, you can imagine insurance companies are going to be changing quite dramatically because of the uh, big data. And, Absolutely. you know, so, so that, you know, just uh, health or um, tr travel insurance or uh, car insurance will change because you can track all this stuff now. Absolutely, absolutely, and we do see it as one of those, um, you know, opportunities. And everyone, to be honest, I think everyone sees that as an opportunity. It's just that nobody really knows what to do next. Um, and um, you know, big data is uh, a large opportunity, but at the same time, it's also, uh, you know, this big beast that not a lot of people know how to, you know, put their their hands around. Um, so. Um, it is. It is one of those things that we're, um, you know, we're we're actively considering, um, and uh, and you're right. I think is going to open up a whole lot of new opportunities in this space. So there's two things we need to do before we say goodbye. Uh, now, one is that I would love new ideas on this show, and if you have a new app idea, you know, that you can share, 
then we could we could talk about that. Obviously, I'm very conscious that you are uh, part of Manulife, and we we don't want to give away any uh, you know anything that's uh, secretly cooking in your uh, lab. <laughs> so, um, the the alternative is to uh, maybe just talk a little bit about your. Um, vision for the future and any any kind of big things that you see on the horizons that we should we should um, you know focus on. So I, either do you have an app idea or should we talk about uh, the vision for the future? Well, um, I, I do have a personal project that I've been working on um, for the past few weeks now, and that I foresee myself working on uh, for the next couple of months. Uh, it's not particularly an app idea, but it is hopefully something that will help others who have app ideas. Um, and, um, you know, if you're interested in that, I can I can explain that a little it, bit more. Every single listener now, their ears are pricking up. We are anticipating <laughs> your idea. To tell us how, you know, because obviously one of my biggest um, uh, requests from people is that so many people have ideas. So yeah. we'd, we'd love to know what, what you've got for us sure absolutely um well I, i'm working on actually it's an ebook um that is going to explore in a fair amount of depth um w- what is one of my favorite uh you know marketing pieces of work out there called um influence um and it's influence was a book written by dr robert uh, cialdini back in the 70s i believe um, and it's a classic now in this space, and where he talks about six principles um, that persuade people into buying or using products. Um, and um, and what I want to do in my ebook is basically take these six principles and apply them to uh, technologies, to digital products, uh, whether they're you know web products or or, or mobile apps, and and. I, I basically want to showcase each of these principles, um, you know, through examples, through real life examples of, of apps and, and products out there um, so that app developers and app designers and product designers would be able to use the same principles in order to design apps that people would love to use. So do you need any help with this project? Should people be reaching out to you if the that you need some research or uh, uh, do we just need to wait until this is coming out? Yeah, you know what? Every bit of help counts. So if there are any uh, listeners out there on the podcast who have, you know, any examples or who are, you know, very familiar with this space and, and, and influence, I am welcoming any type of communications. You can reach me through my blog, um, through my email address, which is on my blog as well. Um, to you know, share your experiences and share any types of learnings that you might have had in the space. Yeah, we're going to run through all the contact details uh, just when we finish. I'll tell you the last thing we need to do, and uh, this is the App Guy podcast, so we love talking about apps. I'm wondering if you have your smartphone near you, whether you could pull it out and just give us one or two apps that you tend to use in your uh, business or personal life that you feel would be good recommendations. Maybe some that we haven't heard about before. I know it's a challenge, but... Uh, if you, uh, you sure uh, what, one of the apps that I use on a daily basis and it's one of the few apps that I actually use on a daily basis is um, it's a productivity and task management app called any do um, and um, it's 
it's an app that was developed in um, Israel, I believe. Um, and the, the team behind it is, they're just a bunch of geniuses. Uh, and um, I use this app on a daily basis whenever uh, I want to schedule a meeting, whenever I want to set up a reminder with myself, if I, or if I want to you know, share one of my um, upcoming meetings or schedules with my wife. Uh, there, there's a collaboration feature on it as well. And, it, and I can set reminders anytime I want. Um, and so far, I've found it to be, you know, like the best designed and, and, and the best product that fits into my lifestyle and my workflow. I've used a bunch of other, you know, to-do lists and task management apps before. And this one, you know, just exceeds it by far. That's wonderful. So uh, anyone wanting a link to that, then I'm going to put that into uh, theappguide.co. Just go to uh, episode 240 with Ali Tarek and you'll see uh, links to any do app uh, anymore. Um, well, I mean, there, there's, you know, the the usual suspects, I, I, I imagine a lot. Yeah, of we don't need to list it. We, we <laughs> don't. <laughs> but uh, I'm telling you, OK, so here's here's something I've never done before. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm putting you on the spot, I know, but you're a long-term user of, of Product Hunt. What do you think has been the best product to ever come out of that? Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's going to be a tough one. I know. It's like... That uh, is a tough one. That is a tough one. I'm going to have to look into my upvotes now. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Because <laughs> you must, uh, uh, you must uh, just see so many cool things coming out you know, on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, the, the kinds of things that people come up with is just absolutely astonishing. Um, you know, um, all sorts of stuff. I think one of my favorite ones was this app uh, called Evan. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. Uh, but but it's basically, um, uh, it's it's kind of hard to explain this, but it's, it's an app or a chat app that a fellow named Evan created in, in his own name. Um, where a lot of people can just download this this chat app and you basically just chat with Evan. <laughs> and, and you know you 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 send in a request, you you ask Evan a question and whatever that question is, Evan will answer you. Um and and that was it was taken up by Storm from on the Product Hunt community and Evan has actually uh, so that was a side project of his and now he's actually, you know, working on it continuously now and he's um, made available the ability for people to go onto his website um, and basically request for an Evan chat app to be made for them particularly for them specifically so people sign up and say hey um, I'm Paul uh, I'm you know the the app guy and uh, I want my chat app to be for people who want to ask me questions about apps Right. So then you'll have your specific, you know, you know, chat app that people will be able to download and people will send you messages directly about apps. <laughs> I love that. OK, so uh, I can imagine Evan just sitting there thinking, I need an idea for an app. I know I'll just create an app where people can ask me questions and, I'll, and they can only chat with me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> it's a big hit. Yeah. Well, you know, it, I just this is what I love about this whole community, this whole world of tech is that just the most bizarre things catch fire. And you would never predict that would be, you know, interesting and fun and successful. And clearly, 
it's just amazing what the creativity is out there. And, and, and again, it goes back to this whole theme of, you know, that's no wonder big institutions uh, can't keep up with this stuff because can you imagine being in a meeting, you know, and saying, I've got this great idea for a monetization of an app and you come out with that idea, you're just going to get shot down in flames if you're in a corporate job, you know, so you, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I agree. Uh, it is an exciting time and one of the awesome things about Product Hunt is it, it brings that type of pre- creativity to the forefront and you, you get to see all this type of stuff and it's a, it sends off a very energetic, contagious, uh, a, a contagious energy, right, that makes you want to become a maker as well. So Wonderful. So, uh, Ali, it's been so inspirational. How, how best can we reach out and connect with you? Uh, well, you can follow me at um, on my Twitter at Ali R. Tarek. Uh, I invite you to also check out my blog at artarek.com um, that has you know a bunch of other links to other uh, avenues in which you can find me, uh, LinkedIn or email. Uh, and you know I'm, I'm looking forward to just you know chatting about product design and innovation with all of you. Wonderful. Ali, thanks ever so much for coming on the show. You've been such a great star and uh, you certainly were awesome. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Uh, thanks for the great questions and giving me the opportunity to be here.